Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to your paper. I'm your host, John Murray, and uh, I know it's been it was early in the day. We did it a few hours ago, but now we're back to do uh, more, talk more about football. Again, as I said, the offseason is starting to ramp up a little bit. Uh, I think coming next week, uh, it'll be uh, free agent period will start up, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more to talk about then. But for right now, we're doing the next few episodes, actually catching up on more and more more and more football business. Um, as you start the most of my podcast, for those who join me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, I've always stated about your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, uh, whoever you need to invite, please invite. I need to invite them to come on in and, and uh, listen, to the, um, listen to the podcast. I've always said before, we talk nothing but football, and of course, and for those who've been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, whoever you need to invite. Please, by all means, invite them. Come on in. As I said before, we're all family here, and um, family and friends. And um, we talk, and like I said, we want to sit down and have a good time and enjoy ourselves. And uh, like I said, the ball all season ramping up. Before you know it, uh, the NFL draft will be here. And... Uh, Hopefully that should be very interesting. And of course, hopefully by next episode we'll talk about the the trade between the uh, Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about that probably in the next episode. We'll certainly catch up on that and give you my intakes and my two cents, as they would, as the old saying goes, on 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 that as well. Um, if you do not get a chance to listen to me here on Anchor, I'm on Spotify, All Heart Radio, Stitcher, uh, Stitcher, excuse me. Amazon Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, just a few that I am on. If you don't get a chance to listen to me, please, by all means, listen to me on there. And it doesn't matter where where you're at. If you've got a day off from work, um, if you're out out about running in right your errands, whatever whatever you're doing, you know, please um, please listen listen to me there. Um, as I said, uh, I like to thank some of the Facebook my Facebook. Friends that are following me now, small businesses, uh, bloggers, like I said, uh, you know, musicians, um, you know, people that are, you know, uh, maybe a couple of entertainers, not not big name entertainers. I, you know, I wouldn't expect that. Um, but again, I want to thank those who are uh, certainly following me, and I'm hopefully, hopefully, by hopefully, they will um, continue to follow me. And of course, for our customers, uh, get their customers to reach out. Reach out. Hopefully, they'll listen to the podcast as well. So again, hopefully, the uh, businesses that have got me, you know, that have followed me, hope they reach out to their customers and talk about talk about this uh, this podcast. Um, trying to think of anything else I could say. Uh, I would have done one uh, another episode probably earlier, but of course, um, date night, date night with the wife. I don't get a chance to really do too much. Too much date nighting, especially on the weekend. That's something that does not happen hardly at all, very often. I mean, it is uh, a rare occasion I got a chance to have dinner in a movie, in a movie with the um, with wife. Uh, it's it's very rare, um, but it, it was good. Good to get out, kick back, relax. I mean, don't don't get a chance to do it too often. I mean, like I said, work pretty much takes a lot of my time. Um, like I said, my shifts are usually in the evenings and. Um, I don't get a chance to do a lot of stuff I would like to do, and when it comes to doing episodes on 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 Flea Flicker, I have to pretty much do it on day off, or probably 
sometimes I'll do it late at night so I can try to catch up on on the world of football. Like I said before, the free agency, free agency period will start very shortly, and there'll be more and more stuff that'll be coming out. Uh, free agency signings, maybe trades um, could come about. But again, we'll we'll talk about. I think in this episode we'll talk about a surprise possibility who might get traded. There might be a couple of surprise possibilities. We'll talk about them here in a few minutes about uh, players that might get traded, could be traded. But remember, we'll uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how, how how that all goes goes down as as like I said, all the seasons ramped up. A lot of signs I'm sure are coming as coming up as 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 well. Um, I think we've covered everything that I need to cover. We've gotten it out of the way. Let's let's jump into what we're here to talk about football itself. And let's talk about the let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. One particular player. There is a rumor that I have read about. I had to be about two or three days ago. That uh, there has been a there's been one football team out there. The writer has said, and no team with name was mentioned, is that somebody's reached out to Minnesota Vikings about Dalvin Cook about Dalvin Cook's services. Now, there's been a rumor going around about Dalvin that he could forever be traded because uh, Minnesota's like many more teams are trying to, trying to get under the salary cap, and Minnesota's got a lot of decisions to make. Uh, Certainly, um, like we, we talked about, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk is probably so probably his final year with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he'll count about thirty some million, you know, against the cap. And I think if he comes back next year, he'll count probably he'll probably go to the probably the forties. He'll probably be the forty million dollar range. And for Kirk, uh, it seems like it's probably his last year. So. I look for Minnesota to draft a young quarterback this year's draft. They probably won't get the top four in the draft, but they might be able to find somebody, somebody in this year's draft that maybe they can groom for the future. For the future, um, Dalvin Cook, his name has certainly come up, and there's a lot of teams out there that would show the interest in Dalvin Cook services. Um, Granny's 28 years old. Dalvin is a tremendous talent. He's had a history of being injured prone going way back to his days at Florida State, and has carried over to the pros. But when Dalvin is completely healthy, he's a complete, he's a complete third down back, good receiver out of the backfield, and certainly a valuable, a valuable addition to anybody's ball club whatsoever. I know they've got some offensive line concerns, and some again under the salary cap. Then you've got Adam Thielen, which we'll talk about him later on in this episode. And again, they've got some defensive players. Uh, Patrick Peterson might not come back. Um, Harrison Smith, who's been with the team for for you know, for many years, he could be a salary cap casually. Uh, one guy, Eric Kendricks, linebacker, has been on the team for eight or nine years. He was a cap casually. So Minnesota's run into that situation. Minnesota won thirteen ball games last year. Had one of the top offenses in this league, but again, their defense was a huge concern. Thus, Brian Flores is the new defensive coordinator, and certainly Brian should should be a should get something out of Minnesota defense. But again, it's got to be worked on. Now, we'll go back to a Dalvin Cook. There has not, nobody has really come out and said that um, that Dalvin, nobody has meant, the writer did not mention who was interested in Dalvin Cook. Now, you can make a lot of speculation. Um, one name, one team comes off the top of my head would be the Philadelphia Eagles. There is no Miles Sanders, but Dalvin Cook replacing Miles Sanders, that would be kind of an upgrade. But again, with the Eagles, and they've got they've got a lot of cap casual, 
front of themselves. They have to get one cap. And it appears like half their defense, the majority of their defense, will not be back next year. And that is a huge concern for a team that just went to the Super Bowl. But again, you've lost your offensive coordinator. You've lost your defensive coordinator off that same team. So Philadelphia is going to be, is going to be certainly different this year. Now offensively, yes, you still got Hurts. Let's say majority of the offensive line returns. There are some question marks. You don't have a, a running back. Yes, A.J. Brown. Yes, Devontae Smith. Yes, Dallas Goddard is still there. You still got that. Offensively, maybe you had another offensive lineman. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, again, maybe you trade for Dalvin Cook. But again, that might be a stretch. A stretch if you're trying to keep, if you're trying to get under the cap. Now, the next possible would be the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have always been looking for that number one running back to take the pressure off of, John, of you know, Josh Allen. Well, Here's a guy, Dalvin Cook, that can certainly do can certainly do that for you. And Stephon Diggs has still been ranting and raving on other podcasts. I believe he was on. Um, what do you, I think he was on with? Uh, uh, it might have been on a barbershop with, with LeBron James. Maybe if I'm wrong on that, I could be wrong on that. Where he was still bending frustration with his team, his team, the Buffalo Bills should have represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. Maybe even won it. And I'm not saying that Stephon doesn't have it. Point of view on that is a pretty point. Um, again, the Cincinnati Bengals were a team to stop, stuff to stop. But again, he was highly upset with the ball as long as he had, should have gotten it. Um, he made a case that you know, you know, uh, Joe Burrow would throw the ball up and Teague and T a couple of guys covering Teague and Jamal Chase and Chase Riggs would come down with the ball because Burrow had confidence in his receivers and maybe even because Josh Allen. Should have done that with him. He should have thrown the ball if he had double coverage or triple coverage. He should have thrown the ball to him. And Stephon Diggs, he could have come down with the ball. Now, don't get me wrong, Stephon Diggs is one of the top receivers in this league. There's no denying that. And again, it's been an excellent pickup, an excellent trade for Buffalo to make Stephon Diggs. But again, Minnesota can't complain. It's in that same deal. They got him Justin Jefferson. So the deal's worth it on both sides. Let's, let's just say that for the sake, for the sake of argument. Dallas Cook would certainly be an upgrade. He would certainly take pressure off of Josh Allen. Josh Allen passing, absolutely. And if we got a Dallas Cook, maybe Josh Allen's running numbers would shrink a little bit, which I'm sure is something Buffalo Bills would love. Now, for fantasy football owners, now, that, that might not be something on the way they want to go, but you're looking at football itself, we got a Dallas Cook. But again, Dallas Cook's history of injuries is always a concern for any team. Let's go get Allen. Start shopping, you start shooting, you start looking around the league. Um, one possible like the Miami Dolphins. I've never been sold, I'm not completely down there, so the soul of Jeff Wilson or Sam Massard as the top two running backs from Miami. I've never been sold on it. Um, Dalvin Cook to Miami, put him with Ty with Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddle. That can take some pressure off of off of one to two and you know, with his concussion issues, maybe that can help him help him there some more. The New York Jets, you don't know about Brace Hall's, you know, in the NACL injury, you don't know if you're worried about week one. Again, Dalvin could be sliding into the Jets, certainly the number one, but then again, to the way it all comes back quicker than anticipated, that could, 
it's some confusion. Um, the Ravens is interesting thought. Um, again, we don't know what the audience is going to be like this year. So we figured that it's not going to have got Tom, Tom Macon from the University of Georgia. We figured maybe they would upgrade the passing attack a little bit. But you do have J.K. Dobbins there, so I can't see now if J.K. Dobbins is not going to be dynamic working. You know, working out. One word possible would be what about the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, yes, you got Joe Mixon. Yes, he's about three years younger than Dylan Cook. But Mixon has not produced the way Joe Mixon should produce for this team. This, this guy should be a thousand yard rusher every single year. He has one good game, you know, five or six games until he gets another quality game. And that's all he's going to Mixon. And of course, now Mixon, he had an off field, an off -field issue that, um, that is still being. Question after question, there's no alternate issue came about. Um, had something to do with something to do with his, his home. But Mixon's not, is not, is not involved in that case. He is, um, at least you're not looking for Mixon. He's not, you know, for the second thing. So to me, to be honest with you, with that being said, Mixon, seems to me, Mixon now become maybe a little more trouble than he's worth. Did you, you tr get rid of Mixon, you trade Mixon off to the Vikings? I would say the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a long shot at best, but yeah, you have the Alvin Cook to that right game. Dalvin Cook certainly big pressure on Patrick Mahomes again. I'll put him down again. I'll put him down here. I know it's possible about the Denver Broncos. Javante wins. Another ACL injury. They said Javante is intrigued. Maybe Alvin Longman anticipated this injury may go into the regular season. Maybe six or seven weeks before like a Javante wins might come back. Well, if you got a guy like Dalvin Cook, that's a nice one good punch. And certainly Sean Payton would certainly have to use Dalvin Cook. He can use Dalvin Cook like he used Alvin Kamara. Again, I'll put it out there. Cook, there will certainly be a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson. The offense line will have to be worked on a little bit. But again, there's something, I mean, there's something there to really speak of the offense. And you go back to maybe the NFC. Um, it's, it gets interesting and as far as the NFC goes. Um, what about the Chicago Bears? The Chicago Bears right now don't have a running game to really speak of. Dalvin Cook would be would certainly be a huge upgrade. But I can't see Dalvin Cook going to Chicago with the offensive line. With the offensive line, I don't even see it. Um, I could say Carolina would be an interesting, interesting pitch for Dalvin Cook again. They're going to have a young offensive line, so much more than they'll have. Let's say, for example, I guess I wouldn't go back to the story starter. Again, maybe they'll have a talent, but I don't see the lot of talent in the head that kind of like now. I don't see it at all. You know, Charlotte gets to the What about the Alvin and the Cardinals? Now, Cook, I guess Cook and Connor are close to the same age. I don't see that dynamic working out. Seattle always likes to have two running backs. Could you put Cook and King Walker together? It's an interesting thought, but again, I still think I think Walker is certainly the future. Now, the one weird possibility, I would say the Rams. Again, how much confidence do the Rams have in Cam Akers? But again, 
the Ranger and cost cuttings and naming guy Dalvin Cook would not make a lot of sense for them. So if if there are teams out there, I would say Philadelphia, Buffalo, and the weird possibility is the Kansas City Chiefs. Like three possibilities I would put out there as teams that could be very interested in Dalvin Cook's services. Now again, the writer did not come out and say that, hey, this team's interesting. Did not mention any names, but those three teams to me would be my, would be my, would be my leading candidate. Um, but again, again, Minnesota is, is finding themselves in a situation where the Philadelphia Eagles are finding themselves in, the Tennessee Titans are. The right, you know, the Los Angeles Rams. Everybody right now is looking forward to. Everybody's looking to give them the cap. Some there are very few teams that are over. Yeah, that have cap space to you know to give. And there's some that don't have anything to give, and there's some that are trying right now to get to get under, to get to get under that. And we shall, you know, we'll see if the, you know, the, for the Vikings, we'll see if they can get on the cap. But for the Vikings, it's going to be an interesting theory. You know, Kirk Cousins, he's got one more year. Dalvin Cook appears he could be gone, so that means you'll have to look for a running back. You do have Justin Jefferson. Again, you know, again, the receiving core. Maybe they have no receiver. You do have T.J. Hawkinson that you that you traded for last year. So again, yeah, do you, can you find can you find that that running back to replace Dalvin Cook? That's going to be the issue. But again, that's the thing is you better find that running back to replace Dalvin Cook, and you better hope that yeah, Brian Flores can get the defense you know clicking because if he can't because if he can't Minnesota could be in for a long year. But for right now, if you look at the division stepping back, you know, Minnesota is still one of the top teams to be in the uh, in the NFC North. Now, you can talk about Detroit, because I saw Detroit's defense with Green Bay. It appears to be going to the Jordan Love era. And again, off, again offensively, it's Jordan Love replacing Aaron Rodgers. The offensive line is pretty much the same. You got a good running game. Again, you're looking at you rely on a couple of young receivers unless you go ahead and get a veteran receiver to come in and be to help out to help out. But again, defensively, the Packers have talent on defense. He just did not live the expectations. But again, I wouldn't completely rule out the Packers. The Bears, I don't think the Bears we still got a ways to go. So I mean to me right now it comes down to probably Minnesota. I almost say Green Bay again. The thing is, I'm not sold on Detroit's defense. To me, it comes down to Minnesota, and it comes down to Green Bay. Green Bay, I think, has more talent on their defense than Minnesota does, but you would take Kirk Cousins over Jordan Love. I would still go Dylan and Aaron Jones, even over, yeah, even if, yeah, even over Dalvin Cook. But again, as far as the receiving core, Justin Jefferson, BNP to anybody, and I'll take Hawkerson. Robert, Robert Tunyon any day. So again, overall, the Vikings may be a little bit better offensively than Green Bay. But again, defense, and if it point time, defense can win championships. Green Bay has a better defense, but I would not count Minnesota out at all whatsoever. Minnesota is a team that will, to me, could right, right now still be a team to be, yeah, certainly in the, in the NFC North. But for Dalvin Cook, it's interesting. We'll see if Dalvin Cook's time is officially over with. It is officially over with, and um, yeah, with you know, with Minnesota, we'll find out. I'm interested to see what team has reached out to 
to Minnesota. I still think it may be Philadelphia, maybe Buffalo, maybe Kansas City are three teams that I would um, assume that might have the, the advantage as far as looking out, looking out for um, for Dalvin Cook. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how this how this goes for, for um, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is still a tremendous is still a tremendous asset to anybody who reaches out and gets him. But again, can Dalvin Cook stay healthy the full seventeen games? That's where that that's where the problem's going to come in. Can he do so? And if you acquire let's say Dalvin Cook, you got to look at it. You got to look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia does not have the depth on running back now. If you look at Kansas City, you do have Isaac Pacheco, who played well towards the end of last season. At least if Dalvin went down, you would have him. Maybe Clyde Edwards-Glaire hangs around for one more year. But again, I would say that's depth. Again, if you go to Buffalo, you do have James Cook, who towards the end of last season showed promise. So to me, if you're going off a depth issue, maybe it's Buffalo one, maybe Kansas City two, and Philadelphia three. But for me, I think Philadelphia is probably number one because they need to replace Miles Sanders, and Cook would be a, is a would be a better would be better than Miles Sanders to have around. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how, how it all goes down. But for Philadelphia, again, it's going to be hard because again, you got salary cap issues, Buffalo. I don't know how much money Buffalo can spend, can throw around in Kansas City. Same situation. So, which puts it as you start with you start with the name at the, at the weirdest and the most unusual team. What about the Cincinnati Bengals? Now, again, the Bengals have more cap money just to burn than the three teams I just mentioned. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Cook, Cook would be a nice replacement for Joe Mixon. You trade Joe Mixon, then you flip some draft picks, you get Dalvin Cook and something else. And then Cincinnati's running game, I think, steps up a little bit, just a little bit more. And I think a guy like Cook would take the pressure off of Joe Burrow. You could have, can you imagine Burrow, Cook, you know, Higgins and Chase go along with Tyler Boyd? Now we're really cooking on something. Again, Hayden Hurst is a free agent. Hayden may very not be back with, with Cincinnati. But again, it's a stellar draft. It is a stellar draft this year. And I can see, and I can certainly see, yeah, I mean, I can certainly see the Bengals maybe drafting the tight end. Now, whether they draft him number one, I don't know. To me, they probably there's more needs to fill, especially I can see an offensive lineman. I can see another cornerback. And I can certainly see maybe adding maybe another safety if, 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 if you have to. I can see those needs get addressed. But again, I'm interested to see where Dalvin Cook ends up at. But again, I'll still say Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Kansas are three teams that have reached out to have reached out to Minnesota about the possibility of one Dalvin Cook. And like we said before, wherever Dalvin Cook goes, he will certainly be an upgrade you know, at the running back position. But again, like I said before, Minnesota's like a lot of teams. They're trying to get on the cap. And can yeah, and and for the um, Vikings You've already let uh, Madison go. He's not coming back, or unless you can bring Madison back, unless you trade Cook, you reach out, you bring Madison back. He becomes your number one running back. I'm not saying that's not the outward realm of possibility. That possibility could exist. I mean, that's a thought process. I'm sure Madison would be cheaper than probably having, having Dalvin Cook on your roster. I'm sure that probably would be a case. 
but Madison is not there right now. And if you trade Dalvin Cook, then the possibility is either you're going to have to get a running back. And right now, the only running back worthy of a first-round pick might be Robinson. And I'm sure there's a lot of other teams out there that are probably looking at Robinson. Now, again, I don't know how high Robinson would go. I mean, I don't think he's not going to be a top five. I don't think he might not even be a top ten pick. But for maybe ten on down, maybe somebody does take a shot at Robinson. But for Dalvin Cook, I'm interested to see where Dalvin Cook is. I'm, I'm very interested to see where Dalvin Cook Cook ends up at. And to be honest with you, like I said before, Dalvin will be a upgrade over over a, an upgrade over anybody team, anybody's team running situation. Now, I mean, again, we'll see where he winds up at. But for right now, Dalvin Cook. Minnesota, if you're parting ways, at least as this writer feels, that's that's going to be going to be the case. We'll see what happens. Now we just got to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, and now it appears now on a podcast, uh, on a podcast, uh, Darius Slay has uh, has come out and said that the um, that the Philadelphians have given him permission, him and his agent permission to go talk to. Other, other teams about the possibility of him of him being traded. Now, Darius Slay has come on the podcast that he's not brother, he's not interested whatsoever in leaving Philadelphia. But again, Philadelphia is a lot. Of, it's like a lot of little teams. They're under they're under that numbers crunch, and this is where Darius Slay falls. He falls under that numbers crunch. Now, Darius Slay has been a, a great acquisition for uh, for Philadelphia. You know, a few years ago. And he's done everything that the Philadelphia thought he would do and more. And again, Darius has gotten has helped get the Eagles to a Super Bowl. So again, Darius has been to a couple Pro Bowls. Now again, Darius Slay, if he's on the market, you put him up there with with uh, Jalen Ramsey as as two very top of the line cornerbacks in this league. Now that's again again Slay has come out and said that um he has really no intention of leaving Philadelphia, but he understands that this is a business. And the NFL is just like a Walmart, Target, or, or IBM, or Microsoft. The bottom line is, it's a business. And you have to make tough business decisions. And Philadelphia is in that frame of mind where they have to make tough business decisions. Now again, you got to understand, Jalen Hurts, they're looking to extend Jalen Hurts' contract. And I'm sure with the year Jalen Hurts had this past year, it's certainly, they're certainly trying to find money to keep Jalen Hurts around. And when you think about that, you think about the, the offense. You got to think about maybe a couple of the offensive linemen not coming back. The defense, it seems like every, every time, it's like the majority of the defense is, is, is leaving. Is, yeah, is going to be leaving Philadelphia. Again, that's all that money. You can't break very back. Break back. Johnson's going to be gone. Heck, Slay could be traded. That's three-fourths of your, your, like your defensive backfield gone. You brought back Brandon Graham. Now, Hargrave, excuse me, you're not going to be able to bring him back more than likely. He's probably going to get another contract elsewhere. So, again, that's like, that's like the majority of your defense is pretty much going to leave. And, again, all this is to come. It's, all this is simply put. They are trying to find money, you know, get some money saved up and do something somewhere because Jalen Hurts is going to want a contract. And Jalen Hurts is going to want a contract with a figure in the ballpark what Dak Prescott is making, like $40 million a year, right? 
make sure Jalen did get into a Super Bowl. Jalen finished second in DVP voting this past year. He probably could have won DVP voting if he hadn't got hurt. If he hadn't had got hurt at one point, at one point. But again, this is all about. This is certainly you know all about Jalen Hurts. Unfortunately, a lot of teams realize you come to that realization when you have a a quality quarterback, you're going to have to pay. You have to pay you know top dollar to keep that quarterback around. And it's going to cost 40, $45 million per year. And again, that's what the Cowboys found with Dak Prescott. You paid $40 million a year. You couldn't keep Amari Cooper around. And you traded Amari Cooper for next to nothing. And Cleveland kind of stole him, stole him from you. Um, that's like Kyler Murray, for example. You paid Kyler Murray all that money. Now you're in a situation where you got to trade DeAndre Hopkins. You got 31 years old. DeAndre Hopkins still... They can still put together some pretty decent numbers for you know for any NFL team. Again, the Chargers, the Chargers are in the boat now where they're going to at some point in time are going to have to pay Justin Herbert a lot of money, and that's why you got guys like Keenan Allen, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and company that are taking or Mike Williams are taking less, you know, taking less because they know deep down inside Justin Herbert is the future of the Chargers, and they're going to have to figure out a way to. Get Justin his well deserved money. And again, the Bengals, Burrow, you got to find a way to play Burrow. Again, there's guys, your starting, two starting staples are going to be gone. One of your cornerbacks, Eli Apple, he's going to be gone. Um, one of your linebackers, you starting the last few years, he's going to be gone. Again, all this is because eventually you got to pay Joe Burrow. And again, Joe Burrow's going to have, or maybe, you know, and again, a guy like Joe Dixon talked about being traded because. It's all about Joe Burrow and certainly Jamar Chase factors in the decision. Maybe T. Higgins does as well. So you got to factor all that. Again, this is a situation Darius Slay is in because it's all about how much money can we get put aside for one Jalen Hurts. Again, you trade for A.J. Brown you know, last offseason in the draft. And again, that turned out to be an excellent pickup. But again, to do that, you had to pay A.J. Brown his money. And again, in the draft, you have a lot tighter. And AJ Brown, and whatever you decide, AJ Hurts. So again, again, that's the thing where Slay, Slay is in that situation where, yeah, that's where he's at. Now again, name a name a team that's like they wouldn't want the services of Darius Slay. A lot, of, a lot of teams would. Um, the New York Giants. I think the Giants can use Darius Slay. Their yeah, their secondary was not that good last year. A guy like Darius Slay could walk into New York. And be an upgrade, and be an upgrade. Now I know people want to jump on the Dallas Cowboys bandwagon, and it'd be, it 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 would be a it'd be a splash trade that that um, Jerry Jones can can do. Can you see Darius Slay along with Kevon Diggs? Yeah, in Dallas, that that is a trade that many years ago Jerry Jones would have would have made it made it in a heartbeat. But again, I don't see Jerry making that trade that trade right now. Now the commanders, the commanders can certainly use Darius Slay hands down. My biggest thing with them is ownership, and that's going to be my big thing. But to me, I can see the Giants. Um, could there be a reunion in uh, Detroit? Detroit could certainly use him back. There's no doubt about that. He would, yeah, he would certainly bolster the, the corner game. Of course, I keep hearing about Jalen Ramsey's possibility, but I'd be honest with you. Why not bring back Darius Slay to Detroit? Chicago, yes, yeah, Chicago can use 
can use held anywhere on the side of the ball. But I don't see in Chicago. I really, you know, I really, I really don't. Um, you start looking around the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings can use Darius Slade, but they're like Philadelphia. Calls cutting. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got. You're crunching. You try to get him on the camp, and I think that's the situation where that's not going on. I don't see the the Minnesota thing. The Minnesota thing really working working out. Um, again, you start looking. You, you start thinking. You start thinking of all, all the teams. Um, start thinking of all the teams. Um, I, the one weird possible about the San Francisco 49ers, The 49ers always seem to find a way to add a talent. And Darius Slade would certainly be a talent for the 49ers in that strong defense. But again, don't know to see it happen. The Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are, are have gotten better on the offensive side of the ball last year. The defense still needs concern. And what if you go ahead and bring a guy like Darius, a veteran like Darius Slade, to help out the secondary? Again, you can put you can certainly put it out put it out there. Um, Again, if you look at what about the maybe what about the Miami Dolphins? Um, they've released Byron Jones. What if you brought Slade to go with Howard? It'd be interesting if brought with Big Bad Joe. It'd be a nice little fit Slade and him. But again, I don't know if I see Slade in Miami. New England, you know, Belichick's had a habit in the past of, of getting those of getting those cornerbacks, those cornerbacks, veteran cornerbacks and Steven Zana. I could see Slade in New England. I could probably see it. As a, as a possibility. Now again, I'll go back to the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals could use a cornerback. Darius Slade in Cincinnati. That'll make the defense a little bit better. But again, it's a stretch. Can I see the Ravens? The Ravens would be an interesting possibility. Um, I'll even go as far as say the Pittsburgh Steelers could use a guy like Darius Slade. Uh, Pittsburgh would be interesting to make the deal. Um, again, maybe, maybe the Cleveland Browns would would take us. I think he did the answer more. Um, the Tennessee Titans could certainly use it, but again, cost cutting. I don't see him going. I don't really see him going there. The Jacksonville Jaguars could be a sleeper pick. Again, Jacksonville's defense at times last year wasn't that bad, but it still could use some improvement. And maybe the guy again. What about the Raiders? Hey, the Raiders all have always looked at the Raiders and Slay would be about the perfect matchup. They can certainly use they can certainly use a use a top of the line quarterback. Heck, I wouldn't count the Kansas City Chiefs out. Chiefs, yeah. I wouldn't count them out. But for Darius Slade, there's gonna be a lot of people that are wanting Darius Slade's services. Now, who gets him? What, you know, who, who, who gets Darius Slade's services if he if he ends up leaving Philadelphia? And from what it seems like is he may very well leave. He may well leave the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. But we'll see. We'll see deep down inside. If um, we'll see if Darius does leave Philadelphia, it appears that it might be the case here, and I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that would certainly want a, a top of the line cornerback and Darius and Darius Slade services. But again, you know, sometimes, and I hate to say it, but here lately it seems like success doesn't always um, is not always a good thing. I like that sounds stupid and crazy to say, but if you're successful. It always seems to come back to bite you in the butt somehow, especially if you're on the NFL team. You look at the Rams. They spent a lot of money, but they did win a championship. Now they're kind of paying for it. And it's, yeah, 
great. I guess great if it had to, if it hadn't worked out, it was a failure. But he did win a championship, so it succeeded. Philadelphia, I mean Philadelphia, they made trades last year, made some late pickups. They got them to the Super Bowl, they did. And again, Tennessee, Tennessee's Titans have had success for the last several years. Since Mike Vrabel got to Tennessee, he's made Tennessee a respectable football team in the NFL. But again, last year, they struggled last year. But again, Tennessee, with the years of success, it's kind of like they bite them in the butt. And you don't know the next, the next team, Philadelphia, the Minnesotas. Um, there's going to be more teams out there down the road that are going to be successful. But then again, it's going to like to bite them in the butt because they're going to just eventually at some point in time they're going to have to they're going to have to give up the players again the NFL is a business you know, Darius Slay yes Darius is, yeah, a lot of people are going to court Darius are going to court Darius Slay but we'll see but for Darius Slay where he winds up at there's several teams out there with Darius Slay I don't really have an opinion where he could wind up at um, the craziest possibility a Detroit Lions reunion the Raiders, the Raiders can use help in the secondary in the worst way possible. If you can't get Ramsey, Slay is, a, is an option. Is just as good as an option as Jalen Ramsey. Um, I mean, those are the top two teams off, off the top of my head. The third possibility is if the New York Giants want to be serious contenders, maybe you spend money and get a guy like maybe make a trade with the only team you own the division and try to get Darius, you know, get Darius in Philadelphia. I don't know if Philadelphia and Giants would do a deal, but you never know in your own, yeah, in your own division. But again, you never, you never know. But for right now, those are my three possibilities for Darius Slay. Not in particular or Giants, maybe Detroit Lions reunion, maybe the Raiders. Um, I think an odd possibility is, I would say, is maybe, I know I would say the Pittsburgh Steelers might be the sleeper pick of all this. I know the Pittsburgh is not known to make those big time trades, but I can see Darius Slay in Pittsburgh as a poss as a possibility. I'm gonna say Pittsburgh, and maybe if you don't bring, and the only you know, the fifth possibility, I'm gonna say the Baltimore Ravens are an interesting possibility landing spot. Again, my five teams. If Darius Slay goes somewhere, those are the five teams he'll he could very well end up at. Now. We'll get back. We'll talk about quarterbacks. We'll talk about one young. We'll talk about uh, Jameis Winston. Now, with the signing, with the signing of Derek Carr here, it appears that Jameis Winston days could be over with the New Orleans Saints. Now, I put the could be. We'll underline the we'll, we'll underline could be because there's there's a uh, rumor going around that Jameis could return to the Saints if he's willing to take a pay cut and hang and hang around the Saints to back up Derek Carr. Now. We all know James Winston drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers several years ago. Uh, he, yeah, he had an up and down career. This, you know, Tampa Bay. His last season started with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had thirty touchdown passes for thirty interceptions. Um, he went to the Saints. Figured he'd be the starting quarterback for the Saints. Well, he did back up Drew Brees. You know, he did back up Drew Brees. He did take over. He didn't play badly. You know, injuries kind of bit him back and bit him. Biddy. He tried to come back last season, and of course, again, injuries again. Andy Dalton took over the starting job, and that was it for James Winston. Now, now with Derek Carr in town, it seems like Winston could be gone. But again, 
if Jameis Winston is willing to take a pay cut, he can very well stay around with the Saints and he can become the backup quarterback. Now, I'm not in Jameis Winston's head, but again, there would be a concern to me that you spent all this money to get Derek Carr and you didn't think that much of me to at least give me a chance to, let's say, compete for a starting job. Now, the only guy on the, on the, the quarterback on the roster, I guess you could say, is what Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, James Winston, is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. Of course, Taysom Hill is a tight end also. He's like a jack of all trades. So, again, again Winston was probably, could have, if they had to sign Derek Carr, I mean, could Winston have been the starting quarterback going into next season? And then again, with the Saints, again, there was talk about him being drafted Now with signing of Derek Carr, I don't see him reaching out and getting a quarterback in this year's draft. Uh, again, the Saints are like most teams; they got some cost to do. Um, they were talking about maybe you know Cam Jordan could be a possible release. Um, there was one point in time that Michael Thomas could be a possible release, but now there's work coming out of uh, New Orleans that Michael Thomas might not go anywhere. He may take another cut in pay. Michael Thomas and Derek Carr have, have been speaking to each other, and they want to have, they want to have a, a nice go of it in New Orleans now. Again, Michael Thomas thing is hell. Andrew kicks out the full 17 games. Now, if he can if he can do that, I can see Derek Carr and Michael Thomas being okay with one another. And then again, I can see Michael Thomas. Excuse me, I can, I can see Derek Carr trusting Chris Lee as well. I can see that Thomas helping 17 games. And Lee could be a nice little one-two punch, and Derek Carr would have something to work with. And Kamara's situation, and you don't know, you figure he might serve suspension this season at some point for what happened in the uh, Pro Bowl last season. But, and, you know, but Winston couldn't, I mean, Winston couldn't very well come back and back up James Winston. Now, if there's a possibility he does not do so, certainly Winston has. Silly Winston has in suitors. I mean, again, I look at the Washington Commanders. Again, you've got Sam now as a as your rookie that you think can start, but if Sam doesn't pan out, you have James Winston as as the backup. And to me, Winston could be an upgrade over Carson Wentz and probably an upgrade over Ted Power Taylor Heineke. Now to me, I think Heineke will probably resign and he'll probably back up Sam Hell. But I do like Winston. Pick up, but again, with the commanders, it's the ownership. That's the biggest thing for me. Now, with Dallas, I don't. Dallas needs a backup quarterback, but again, I don't know if I can see what's in Dallas. Again, to start looking around, as, and I said, the weird about what about the Green Bay Packers? Now, Aaron Rodgers, let's say for the second year, priority of Aaron Rodgers is gone. He's out. Stars, which need backup, which need groups, which need veteran backup quarterback. Maybe Winston goes to Green Bay, backs up Jordan Love, helps him out. Again, I would say Chicago Bears. He could go, Winston would go in, back up Justin Fields. You know, just in case Justin gets hurt, you'd have a kick in the back of James Winston. Winston there. Again, I put it out there. Um, what about the Carolina Panthers? James 
does he connect Bryce Young to St. Martin? Maybe you can maybe let him reach the star, you know, break down down the long slope. I mean, I put it out. I, I'll put it out there again. The Atlanta Falcons, they can use any veteran that can work that. I think Winston would be an upgrade from Mariota, but I know Winston would fit the system. Their running system, they have running system going on. I just don't think that Winston would fit within the system. Now, one possibility is what about the Seahawks? Think about this. Purdy, Purdy had an upgrade, elbow on Ray on yesterday, so you don't know how long he's going to be out. And you have Trey Lance right now who is supposedly ready by camp. Now, what if you like bringing James Winston into San Francisco? James could be the ideal back and forth back. I mean, you know, he has an arm, and he might not be as mobile maybe as Lance or maybe but you can be mobile enough. You know, again, you got you got Christian McCaffrey, you got Kimball receivers, now you know Sam going to kill. I mean I can see Winston probably in San Francisco maybe be in the back of the back talks about. Again, it's in, it, it gets me very, very uh very interesting. Now if you look at the AFC you kinda see the AFC what possible about the Jets. Well, let's be honest with you. Winston to me is better than Zach Wilson, but again, we're all about Aaron Rodgers. And if you go get Aaron Rodgers, then Winston is out. Out of it. New England Patriots, I can Winston back in Mac Jones. I can think of, I can I can make a lot worse, but I don't want to see it happen. Winston in Miami. I think Bridgewater's a free agent. Winston could come in. You probably get the same results at Winston if you have Bridgewater. Again, what about the Buffalo Bills? Buffalo could use a backup quarterback. I think Case Keenan, I think he's a free agent. Winston could back up, could back up on. He certainly has a yeah, he I think he could fit Buffalo's system be okay in this The crazy thing, what about the what about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Here's the thing is you get rid of Richard Trubisky, Mason Rudolph is pretty much gone. I can see Winston rolling into Pittsburgh and backing up Kenny Pickett. I can see that. It would look good. What about the Cincinnati Bengals? He would be a huge upgrade, a huge upgrade at backup quarterback. I can see Winston, Shane Price coming in back up Joe Burrow in case something happens to Joe Burrow. Um, the Ravens, it, it all depends on the Lamar Jackson situation. They get that under control. Now, Cleveland. I uh, just that's a free agent. Do you bring Winston in to back up Deshaun Watson? I hold off on that. Now, the Tennessee Titans, here's an interesting theory. If you do trade, let's say Brian Tannehill, for example, you bring in Jameis Winston, maybe put him, make him, make him the starting quarterback, and try to bring Robert Willis along. I mean, I've seen worse things, right? Um, what about the Colts? Okay, the Colts need a quarterback. Do you bring in Jameis Winston? Still draft a young quarterback. I can see that's a possibility. I mean, Winston, again, could do worse. Uh, I don't know about the Texans. I mean, right now, they, they're probably going to draft a quarterback. But they're going to out. So, I don't know if I see Winston there. Now, what about the Kansas City Chiefs? Chad Higgins retired. Who's the backup? Winston going to Kansas City. Not, not the stretch, uh, stretch here. Again, 
What about him going to the Chargers? They can use a backup behind Justin Herbert. I think Chase Daniels is a free agent. But again, I can see him. I, can, I mean, Chase, I can see I can see it. Maybe Jamison with the Chargers. I can see that. Denver is a distinct possibility. They need a backup. You have Russell Wilson. Why not get James Winston? And what about the Raiders? The Raiders have no quarterbacks under contract right now. Do you, do you take Winston and put him with the Raiders? Yeah. And go with Josh McDaniels. Um, it's it's a possibility. We'll put it out there. But again, I'm not a completely 100% positive. But again, my thing for James Winston is, do you, take, do you want to have cut pay, hang around the Saints? Now, the one possibility, could there, could there be a Tampa Bay reunion for James Winston? Think about it this way. I don't have a quarterback. I don't have a quarterback. Winston is an upgrade with Kyle Trask, okay? You bring in Winston, you put him back with Mike Evans, and he's worked with Mike Evans. He's worked with Goddard before. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put out the stretch. I mean, again, there is no Bruce Arians. is not part of the program. You've had Todd Bowles. I'll put that out there. What about James Winston reunion with Tampa Bay? Now it depends on how much you can how much do you think Kyle Trask. And again, again, I'm going to assume that you might draft a, a quarterback at some point in time to be a quarterback for the future. But again, like I said, I I'll put it out there. Winston reunion with Tampa Bay. Again, there are some teams out there that could use it. Search for James Winston, but could James come back to the New Orleans Saints? I don't say right now, it's, I don't say no. Because I think deep down inside, Winston was kind of upset that he did not get a chance to try to reclaim his starting job from D Dillard. Now, I don't think, I don't think Dillard's going to have confidence in James Winston. So to me, I think Winston leaves town. And maybe they draft a backup, maybe they, draft, maybe they go out and get a, a draft a quarterback. Maybe they'll probably, they'll probably get a veteran back at quarterback. And there's certainly some veterans out there. That would fit the fit the bill, but for Winston, I think he leaves the Saints. I think he tries his luck. Maybe the Colts. Maybe maybe he tries to get back with the Buccaneers. There's teams that can use his services, and I think he'll have some teams up. Jameis Jameis is in a three sixty, a thirty touchdown today. He's like a thirty touchdown, thirty interception quarterback. He's got he did he did learn something under Sean Payton, which maybe Sean Payton. Maybe him back in Denver, him in Denver would be a bad connection. But for right now, I think the best bet is Winston to take his act elsewhere. And I'm sure that somebody will give Winston a chance to be, I'm sure he could be back a quarterback for anybody, but could he be a starting quarterback? Again, I'm not saying it's not impossible, but I can I can see, I can see the roundup. I can see the craziest possibility of him being back in Tampa Bay, and maybe, maybe being the veteran, he, he would be the, the sexy pick, but he could be a pick that, uh, he knows, he knows, he knows some of the players on that team, and he probably would cost a lot less money than a lot of other court, uh, uh, quarterbacks like Garoppolo or Kobe coming in, but again, I wouldn't rule it out. I can see it. Winston in Tampa Bay. And you heard if it happened, you heard it here first. Since we started the show with the uh, Minnesota Vikings, we will finish the show with the Minnesota Vikings. And let's talk about a guy that the Minnesota Vikings didn't want to cut, but they had to cut, and that was Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, again, one of those cost-cutting moves. Um, 
Adam did not have the best year in the world last year. But again, Justin Jefferson is like like 1A, 1B, and 1C for them. Now, K.J. Osborne stepped up his game last year, and the Vikings feel like K.J. Osborne is the new number two receiver. And to me, that made Adam Thielen expendable. Osborne's um, been playing a good year last year that now it got to be the point now where he became expendable. Now, again, I don't think Adam Thielen wants to leave Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota wants to get rid of Adam Thielen. But again, they're going to cost cutting, cost cutting money. And again, he's gone. Now, Adam Thielen, he, Adam Thielen certainly he does have some stock, some team at 32, going on 33 years old. Adam still has some stock in the NFL. Now, whether he can be, some people feel that he can't be a number two receiver anymore, but he can certainly be a very capable number three receiver. Now, I still think he has number two capability under the right circumstances. Now, again, the Giants, they can use any receiver under the sun they can get their hands on. But again, Adam's not a number one receiver anymore. He could be a, a, a number two for the Giants if they need help. I've always joked about the Dallas Cowboys. I can see Thielen being number two, Lamb, and Gallup. It'd be something to work be something to uh, work work with. Um, again, Charlotte Brown, I mean, Chicago Bears. I one point in time I was in Chicago, but I can't really see it any, anymore. Um, again, I would say the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers now need a receiver. Thielen could be a veteran receiver that could certainly uh, help, you know, help the um, help the room, you know, help help the room out certainly for the um, you know for the Panthers. You could help the uh, some of the young receivers out a little bit more. But Thielen's not would not be the big the best answer. I think he could be a number maybe a number two, but you'd have to go trade for number one or find a new you had to find a new number one somewhere. Um, Again, um, the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons is not a playoff type of team, but can you put Thielen with Drake London and Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I could do that and probably be okay with it. But I don't see Atlanta making the the to that jump in judgment. Um, if you need number three receiver, why not him going to the Seattle Seahawks? You think about it, him, Lockett, Metcalf. Again, you know, that would be that would be the perfect fit for him. They would have the perfect number three. And who knows, Gino's numbers could he could have a little a little bit of a boost. But again, you don't really know. You start you start really looking around. What if he goes to AFC? What about the Buffalo Bills? Well, to be Adam Thielen is better than you know, than Gabe Davis. And to me he he would be a perfect fit for for a team like Miami. But would they take a chance on him? I don't know. New England, they've lost Jacoby Myers. I don't know. To me, I don't have Myers and Thielen at this stage, but you never know. Um, Belichick has had a uh, a fame for smart veteran players. Thielen qualifies for that, but we'll see. I could make a case for the New York Jets, for example. Garrett Wilson, maybe a Thielen, and maybe Elijah Moore. That'd be a decent one, two, three punch for, let's say, if Aaron Rodgers is traded there. Again, I'll put it out there. The Ravens, my gosh, the Ravens can use a receiver. You make Bateman number one, Thielen number two, 
And let's say Lamar Jackson come back in. At least that'd be some of the upgrade. Cleveland Browns. Amari Cooper, you need to stay number two. Maybe he becomes number two. Um, I would say the Tennessee Titans, but again, Tennessee's under a numbers crunch. What about the Colts? I could put Pittman with Thielen, with Adam Thielen. It'd be an upgrade of what, they, what they've got now. Um, again, what about Thielen in Kansas City? Um, Thielen, it, to me, Thielen's not number one, and you not number one. I don't know if he would fit the system, but again, you, you know, you never, you never, you never know. Um, again, I don't really see him with any other team, but Adam would certainly have a. Uh, he would certainly have a place on somebody's ro- roster. As he could be a decent. I still think he has number two capability. He could certainly be number three on a lot of people's teams in the NFL. But again, Adam found himself in a crunching a crunching situation and certainly I hope Adam finds himself another another gig elsewhere um, again Adam still has some football left in him and 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 we'll see now could he return to Minnesota it's not it's not it's not that a possibility he could return to Minnesota for a lot less pay unless he takes a huge huge cut in pay and they bring him back I wouldn't rule the possibility out that if he takes a cut he could come back they have to take a lot less cut pay. But for Adam Thielen, I can see him on another on another team and still, you know, producing and still producing, you know, decent numbers. He's not gonna be a thousand yard receiver anymore that he once was, but he could be a six hundred, seven hundred yard type of receiver. I still think he has that capability. But again, we've already thrown out some teams that he could that he could wind that he could uh want wind up at. And again you know, it's getting to the point now where it's going to be hard to figure out Minnesota and players who are going to play for Minnesota next next year. But Adam Thielen, I think he's certainly finding himself a football team. Some people, some scouts feel at this stage in his career that he's probably a number two. He might be skewed at number three and not number two. And certainly no longer a number one. We will uh, end this podcast on a kind of a sad note. Speaking of the Minnesota Vikings, um, Today, the passing of uh, Bud Grant. Now, Bud Grant, a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame football coach, who took the Minnesota Vikings to four Super Bowls. Unfortunately, he couldn't win any, but he coached a lot of great players, from Fran Tarkenton to the Chuck Foreman's of the world. Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, you talk about the Purple Peter, Purple Peters, Alan Page, you know Jim Marshall, Paul Krausen. Uh, was it Mike Tinkoff, the uh, center for the team? Uh, he coached a lot of uh, uh, great football players and a lot of footballers that are in the Hall of Fame. And Bud was a, was a good football coach. He spent a lot of years in the Canadian Football League before he came to Minnesota and did an outstanding job in Minnesota. Went to got into four Super Bowls, won I think ten division championships. Um, certainly a uh, one of the more underrated coaches in the. Um, and certainly in the NFL, you hear about the Tom Landry's of the era, the Chuck Knowles of the era, but you don't hear a lot about Bud Grant. Bud Grant was a solid football coach for many, many years. Um, certainly, um, heart goes out to him and his family. Also, I want to give my condolences to his Otis Taylor, former receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he passed away recently as well. Was the a favorite weapon of Lynn Dawson. Had a, a great tenure career with the Kansas City Chiefs. So my condolences to him 
and his family as well. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.